Warning, you are about to listen to the greatest radio show ever. And due to contractual obligations and to shield our airwaves and corporate licensees from any semblance of liability, responsibility, and gullibility, we must tell you the views represented on this show are not necessarily those of this station or its management. This radio show contains differing points of view on current political topics, and due to the nature of its contents, it should be heard by everyone. Thank you for listening. Now live from the Devil Radio Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, where the political party is just beginning. Welcome to the Devil's Advocate Show. Friends proving it's never personal, only politics. Please allow me to introduce myself. Here is your host, Mike Crute. Welcome to the Devil's Advocate's radio show. Dominic, I'm calling this the Throwback Thursday edition. How original. I got the throwback Brewers cap on. What do you got there? Oh, nice, nice. I got my Bucks hat on. Man, Crudy Bucks number one in the NBA. Congratulations to the champion Milwaukee Bucks. That is the least stylish Bucks hat I've ever seen. Oh, you kidding me, man? This is the blue style, man. You don't even know. You don't even know. You pull out this hat from like 1982 that you're still wearing, Crudy, and and then mock my awesome Bucks hat. You come on, man! It's the Brewers. What do you mean? This that that is one of their many. Have you noticed what the merchandising now? The, merchandising. the Brewers have many different uniform styles. Yes, yeah. This one's course. still in the rotation. I'm pretty sure. The I old, like it. You know the the thumb and fingers, the M and the B, and the ball in the you know the palm of the bent in the middle of the B. That's the traditional Brewers, man. That's classic. Yes, it is. As am I. You, a little less so. Now we got fine guests coming. He's a bit of a classic himself. Uh, Robert Pilot, the host of Native Roots Radio. You know Robert's from my hometown, Madison, Wisconsin. Talked about throwbacks. Robert throws back from back in the day. He's an OG Madison guy, kind of like myself. Sure, man. Uh, So Robert's going to join us. We're going to talk about athletic mascots. Is this still a thing in the state of Wisconsin? Absolutely, it is. Dom, I thought we, I thought this was all settled a long time ago. Not even close. <laughs> oh man! Well, at least the Cleveland Indians have become the Cleveland Guardians. You know our boy Robert Pilot. He's a big baseball guy. So, anyways, we'll talk some baseball. We'll talk some offensive mascots. <laughs> Hashtag I am not a mascot. Mm. I saw that as part of the article, not saying that on behalf of, you know, Robert Pilot. He can speak for himself. And also, Don, I saw your favorite Supreme Court justice off jet setting with the billionaire class for years. I mean, these are some grandiose vacations. I mean, we all have friends with boats. You know what I'm saying? What are you going to do? I have a friend of a friend with a boat. Like I could go (laughs) hang out with your friends to go on a boat. Yeah, it seems seems uh, 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 that the the Supreme Court justice has been gallivanting around the world with billionaire Republican donors and not telling anybody anything. Because they don't have to. Because that makes total sense, question mark. I mean, come on, Roberts. This is your court. This is how you want to go down. 
You guys are going to pound around with billionaire? I mean, there, isn't there some... Sem- you're supposed to report things occasionally, right? Aren't we supposed to have some semblance of rules and regulations when it comes to these things? Otherwise, why doesn't the guy just you know give him a duffel bag full of cash and come back next month? Well, he's not giving him cash. He's just incurring all the expense of a once-in-a-lifetime experience <laughs> right. on behalf of these dear, dear friends, the, the Thomases. Because, of course, it's not just Clarence. Although in the one case it was, apparently took Clarence to a men's, men's, all men's resort. An all men's like resort slash retreat kind of thing. Was it on Fire Island? What a sausage party. Why would you do that? But I mean, listen, I'd I'd rather have access to the boat than actually own the boat, right? Because if I just get to go on the boat, you know, it's not mine. It's their boat. I'm just using it. Who, who would want it, right? You don't have to, if you don't need to buy something, you don't need the money. But Dominic, one of the vacations described, one of the vacations described, if I understood the reporting at the Washington Post, half a million dollar vacation? That's lavish, baby. <laughs> Just one paragraph, and we will move on. We got other issues. But yeah, here in late June of 2019, right after the U.S. Supreme Court released its final opinion of the term, Justice Clarence Thomas boarded a large private jet headed to Indonesia. He and his wife were going on vacation, nine days of island hopping in a volcanic archipelago. Oh, uh, yeah, archipelago. You know. Thank you. On a super yacht staffed by a cadre of attendants and a private chef as ProPublica says if thomas had chartered the plane and the 162 foot yacht himself the total cost of the trip could have exceeded five hundred thousand dollars fortunately for him it wasn't necessary he was on vacation with real estate magnet and republican mega donor harlan crow who owned the jet and the yacht friends with boats man that's a it's friends with benefits Man, why do I hang out with broke-ass bitches like you? <laughs> I need some better friends. You're right, man. Come on. Be my friend. 844-967-2789. Dom, uh, let's turn our attention to our backyard. Friendly, friendlier territory. It's getting friendlier all the time. At least bluer. But um, we wondered, after Tuesday night's glorious electoral victory, Janet Protasiewicz lifted to the Wisconsin Supreme Court. We wondered, I wondered, how long before we actually take up the issues that are so meaningful to us. Now, the abortion lawsuit actually will precede the impanelment of Protasiewicz on the Supreme Court. That's coming up in in May. What's that? She won't join until August, and it comes for oral arguments in May. So she will not participate and this 1849 abortion ban contradicting with other abortive laws on the books in the state of Wisconsin. The Attorney General Josh Call and Tony Evers have asked that the 1849 ban, because it conflicts, that it be thrown out. Protosawitz, no say on that one. Rogan Sack will. She'll still be on the court at that time. But what comes next, Tom? A lawsuit. So it begins. Uh, the Capital Times, Jack Kelly reporting, liberal law firm to argue gerrymandering violates Wisconsin Constitution. I haven't Excellent. read the lawsuit, Tom, but I agree with the, the sentiment behind it. As Wisconsin Supreme Court shifts towards its first liberal majority in 15 years, that sounds sweet. 
A liberal law firm plans to challenge the state's voting maps based on the assertion that partisan gerrymandering violates the Wisconsin Constitution. I feel quite disenfranchised, Tom. As do I, living in Senate District 8. The lawsuit will be filed in the weeks or months after Justice-elect Janet Protasiewicz is sworn in on August 1. Nicole Safar, executive director of the Madison-based Law Forward, said in a Wednesday interview, Protasiewicz, who declared on the campaign trail that the state's current voting maps are rigged, won a landslide victory. Yeah, the maps are rigged. I don't know about the other rigging Trump always claimed. Uh, she won a landslide victory for a seat on the state's high court Tuesday, giving liberals their first majority since 08. She defeated conservative justice Dan Kelly by 11, about 200,000 votes. Oh, who called that one, Dom? That's got to hurt. But who called that one? What, what do you mean who called it? We all called it. We were all cautiously optimistic, Crudy. I was a little beyond cautiously optimistic, man. <laughs> yeah. I was, Come on, I, man. I was predicting some glorious victory. <laughs> yeah, you got the tape on that? I delivered. You're welcome. <laughs> 200,000 votes according to unofficial results. Safar said she and her colleagues are still putting the pieces together about what we think the most successful arguments will be, adding that they haven't yet heard, uh, pardon me, yet started to write briefs for their promised legal challenge. But, she said, the challenge won't ask the court to relitigate a lawsuit that determined the state's current legislative and congressional voting districts last year. Instead, and now we're getting to the nuts and bolts of it, Dom. Instead, Safar said, the new lawsuit will focus on how the extreme partisan gerrymander that we have in Wisconsin is in violation of the Wisconsin Constitution. She says the lawsuit will focus on state law, not federal law. Generally, the idea that the Wisconsin Constitution guarantees a free and fair government and by uh, and the weight that our gerrymander BAMPs have consolidated power within a legislative body that is not accountable to the voters is not a free and fair government. Say it again, Sister Nicole Safar. Absolutely. Cap Times reporting so far said the law firm is eager to test its theory before the Wisconsin Supreme Court because it no longer feels federal courts are there to protect and vindicate our basic rights, like the right to vote, the right to access abortion, and the right to marry who we choose. She said that a national effort from conservatives to stock the federal judiciary with conservative judges has forced members of the progressive legal movement to turn to state courts to seek legal protections on certain issues. Redrawing voting districts usually takes place once a decade following the completion of the U.S. Census. However, there is some precedent for new maps to be approved more than once a decade. In the 1980s, the courts drew the state's voting boundaries after the legislature and then Governor Lee Dreyfus failed to come to a consensus on the maps. But following the 82 election, Democrats had total control of state government and passed a new map, though it largely codified the one put in place by the courts. Protasiewicz, while running for the high court, signaled that she would become, uh, she would welcome a challenge to the legislative district. Her quote, I think anybody with any sense knows our maps are rigged. We have amongst the most gerrymandered maps in the entire country. I have told people, I don't think you can sell to any rational person that our maps are fair. She said during the interview that if elected, she would anticipate that at some point we'll be looking at those maps, adding that Wisconsin's intense and close statewide elections are not reflected in the dominant Republican majorities in the Senate. 
When asked if she and her colleagues would be discussing a potential legal challenge if Protosiewicz hadn't won on Tuesday, Safari said, quote, there wouldn't be an opportunity to have a fair argument, I don't think, under Justice Kelly. Any legal challenge to the state's legislative and congressional districts will likely be met with ire from Republicans. The GOP lawmakers last year won the redistricting battle before the Wisconsin Supreme Court, with the high court implementing the districts Republican drew, but were vetoed by Democratic Governor Tony Evers. Those maps, once again, all but locked in Republican control of the legislature. Dominic, a lawsuit if the court agrees to hear it, challenging the state's current maps, would trigger another Bitter fight over districts, a common occurrence in Wisconsin. It will be a no, uh, it will be novel for the Wisconsin Supreme Court. It will be an opportunity to really talk about the impact of the partisan gerrymander and how it has harmed not just our ability to make government work for the people, but also kind of the civic fabric of our state. We are the civic fabric of the state of Wisconsin, Don. We are the devil's advocates, and you could be a part. 844-967-2789. I'll tell you, the rights new ski. When they go low, we get high. The Devil's Advocates. And we are back from the 420 break. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates radio show. Phone lines open. You can join us. 844-967-2789. Robert Pilot from Native Roots Radio going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Dominic, you know in part why I'm wearing this throwback Brewers cap. It's not just the fact that we're in first place, 5-1 and one on this early season. It's that we have a bitter rival coming into into Milwaukee this weekend, St. Louis Cardinals. And we, you and I, Devil's Advocates, and soon a member of our audience is going to have a pair of tickets for Saturday's game at American Family Field. Care of our Brewers flagship station, WISS, 1100 AM, 98.3 FM in Oshkosh. And we also have the Brewers in Richland Center, WRCE News from the Center, News and Brewers, baby, down on 1450 AM and 107.7 FM. So catch your Brewers here and get your Brewers tickets right here on the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. But your participation must be, it must be exemplary. <laughs> you, you've got to impress us. You got to do something extraordinary uh, either now or soon at 844 Nine six seven two seven eight nine. If you want some St. Louis tickets for Saturday night, uh, Dom, we on the left, at least through Law Forward, I think they're, you know, they're kind of our will now. The Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, the forever, you know, they're like all time quarterback, all time law firm of malfeasant Republicanism. No, yeah, wasn't Wisconsin Dan Kelly advising of, them at one point as well? Oh, I'm sure he is. <laughs> <laughs> if it's malfeasance, Dan Kelly had a finger or a hand or something in there. Uh, but on the left, sort of a higher class of law firm, uh, a newer firm, but law forward. They're coming forward with this effort to, let's say, unwind the gerrymander. And, Dom, I would say they need to move with some alacrity because what I'd really like to see is if this suit is going to come before the Wisconsin Supreme Court. It really needs to do so in time to recast the maps for 2024. Right. I mean, you can't unwind them instantly. You can't wiggle your nose. Not Samantha the witch. But the courts could say, hey, we're going to use a commission 
we're going to redraw the maps and we're going to cast the new districts for the next elective cycle. Well, that's kind of a big one, Dom. A presidential, all the Wisconsin congressional, well, all Congress people are on the ballot every two years, but you get the point. All eight of them, including in this 50-50 coin flip state, all six of the Republicans that currently serve in gerrymandered districts. Six out of eight are Republicans. Really? <laughs> right. And I don't want to do math on the radio, Curdy, but it should be based on the way Wisconsin votes as a state, four and four. There, right? there are maybe. Um, I could even justify like a three-five split perhaps because of the nature of the fact that more Democrats tend to live in urban areas and more Republicans geographically. There's a larger area over which currently there seemingly is more Republican voters. They're spread out over more square miles. So theoretically, you could have more areas of governance with Republican representatives, even if, you know, on the top of the ticket, the statewide vote because of the cities come in a little more Democratic. But it ain't at 67-33 sort of advantage. I mean, we've got, what, 60-66 Republican uh, pardon me, two-thirds of the 33. If you don't know, Dom, here in the state of Wisconsin, for every Senate district, we've got three assembly districts. We have 33 Senate districts, 99 assembly districts, but now we have a two-thirds majority held by the Republicans, and that empowers them all kinds of malfeasance. But what I heard being described on Righty Whitey Talk Radio by Vicki McKenna, your girl, sloppy <laughs> hugger Vicky, but <laughs> Vicky's plan, constitutional amendments here in the state of Wisconsin. We just had some. We just did. And how does that work? Why is that the, the new venue of Republican malfeasance and, you know, a pursuit of fascism here in the state of Wisconsin, Dom? Because it doesn't have to include the governor. The governor doesn't sign off on a constitutional amendment. You pass it through the legislature in two consecutive terms, and then you put it on a statewide ballot, and if the people sign off, it becomes law. It becomes part of the Constitution. It kind of jumps over interpretive law of the Wisconsin Supreme Court in certain cases, depending on the nature of the law being ruled upon. You could preemptively change the Constitution to legalize some malfeasance that could be against the will of the people of the state of Wisconsin and perhaps even legally on the wrong side of the Wisconsin Constitution. So what do you do? You take that two-thirds supermajority and you put through some constitutional referendums and you misinform the electorate and you let them decide. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. Curdy, but are, are you surprised? I mean, uh, the good news is it takes, you know, a couple different sessions, but at the end of the day, the Republicans through the gerrymander have a, a lock on that. So it may take a little time, uh, but, you know, the, the Republicans are getting their their asses handed to them right now. They're on the wrong side of too many issues, and it's starting to, it's starting to show. So as they get cornered, as they get desperate, they will continue to use any means necessary to hold on to whatever it is that they think they're holding on to. And if that means 
jamming something through uh, in, in this regard, absolutely they'll try to do it and continue to do it. You could theoretically, Dom, constitutionally, throw out the Electoral College. And you said it takes a little bit of time, not a lot of time. You got two legislative sessions between. Even if this Supreme Court, this new law forward lawsuit recast the maps and they recast them for the 2024 next year's presidential, you got two legislative sessions now. Theoretically, you could put it on next November's ballot. Constitutional referendums that, let's say, throughout the Electoral College process in the state of Wisconsin and gave all the power to Republican state lawmakers. Only that's not how you describe it. You give the power to the people. <laughs> Come back. Robert Pilot, our good friend, a baseball fan, and perhaps, uh, we'll see. Let's just call him Robert. I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for those meddling devil's advocates. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show, a throwback Thursday edition. we got an old-timer joining us right now. He <laughs> returns to the program. He is Robert Pilot. He is the host of Awake Native Roots Radio right here on the Civic Media Network. Robert, welcome back to the big show, man. Hey, Robert. Hey. Hey, thanks, you guys. Thanks, Dom. Uh, I'm so excited to be on. I, I listen to your show before I go on, uh, and I steal some stuff. No, I'm just kidding. But, hey, uh, it's good to hear you and see everybody, and I'm so proud of Wisconsin and uh, Proto-Sawich. You know how hard it was for me when I, when I uh, interviewed uh, her, how hard it was for me. I had to practice her last name, but I think we got her over the edge. Well, it would have been much easier. You know, you can't spell Kelly without two L's. <laughs> uh off topic uh how are the twinkies doing so far you're a baseball guy man how are your twins doing up in minneapolis doing good they won the first three and uh, i think they've lost the last two but the pitching looks good and you know hitting wins games and pitching wins world series and it's good to see and uh just uh off subject too we have our store in uh at target field here native roots trading post come on down and see us we'll be there for 80 games and uh, uh i'll be there and my daughter my weha will be there uh selling native um native art and we have this cool uh painting that has uh, Chief uh, Bender, who's uh, a Red Laker Hall of Fame pitcher, and uh, Jim Thorpe in the background with the Target Field in there. And we're selling the prints and uh, and uh, the original painting there. So I'll be there a lot. Nice. Merchandising. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea, Robert. I hadn't even thought about that. You know, I'm coming to Minneapolis this weekend. Maybe I can sneak up to the store. Got some wow. uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers concert tickets from the wifey. So I'm looking forward to a little getaway and a hot concert and uh, maybe a stop by your store. But, Robert, we appreciate you stopping by and seeing us. Uh, surprised that in 2023, we're still having conversations about uh, nicknames, sports nicknames right. in the state of Wisconsin. And in the paper today, uh, a lot of the different tribal leaders in the state, basically all of them, have written a letter to about two dozen, 26, I believe, Wisconsin high schools have, you know, have nicknames that some would find offensive. I'm going to name a few of them. Uh, Robert Baldwin Woodville, call their team the Blackhawks. Belmont hmm. Braves, 
Berlin, where WISS originates, our Brewers affiliate, the <laughs> Indians. We see a lot of that. We see it in pro sports. It's starting to kind of go away from the pro sports. But here in the state of Wisconsin, uh, McGuanago in south, uh, southeastern Wisconsin, they embraced Indians. Hell, I feel like the governor changed state law just so they could continue to en- embrace that. Robert, how's, how does it feel? What's it make you think? It, it makes me feel less than, and I'll tell you, uh, here in Minnesota, they're passing a bill to get rid of these names on all the schools. And one of our best uh, teams up in northern Minnesota called the Warriors, basically, uh, you know, the great, uh, uh, there's been great players that have played in this nor- way northern team, but they, their logo is like the Blackhawk, uh, the, the Chicago Blackhawks. And uh and it's a double-edged sword for them because the old-timers want to keep it. And then the young ones who uh, saved us in this last election, the Gen Zers and a lot of tribal leaders want to get rid of this. And uh, it's demeaning. I, I believe it's demeaning. Robert, uh, Dominic and I went to UW-Lacrosse, and we had this, I wouldn't even call it a controversy, but uh, we had to, or the, the administration of the school, the university said, we're going to change mascots. This was probably... 1990 time frame yeah. and there was an election on campus and we were given some some unpalatable options like mud daubers and the <sighs> student body basically wrote in the prior name which had been indians and on the football helmets there was like a a florida state style flaming uh uh seminole nah, it wasn't a seminole it was just a the 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 sword the whatever not a sword a spear, a, a, a flaming spear. spear. Yes. A lot of words wasted to say. <laughs> we changed it back in 1990, but the high schools here in the state of Wisconsin, uh, what are we, 30-something years later? I've known Dom since then. But 30 years yeah. later, there are so many different high schools that refuse to kind of move into the 21st century, Robert. Well, we get into this, uh, you know, white-splaining for us natives, uh, white people explaining how, Hey, this is a tribute to you, and uh, you should feel this way and feel that way. And it, it's 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 really uh, daunting to hear this all the time. How we should feel and how um, what we should do. And um, listen listen to the people that it's uh, you know portraying. You know, we got Shannon Housley, who's just an awesome tribal leader that's speaking out against this, uh, amongst others, and. Uh, these are people that speak well, that are professionals. We have doctors, um, and, and we're not as savages as a lot of these, not only the mascots, but just the, the logos portray. Folks, you're listening to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. That's Robert Pilot from Native Roots Radio. Robert, great to see you again. Uh, well, the first thing I was thinking about, I want to get your perspective when you say that, you know, hey, they're white explaining to you that, hey, this is an honor. You know, we're holding you up uh, to, as, a, as a sign of respect. Um, and I know that's, that's not something that you perceive it. But what's your what's your specific reaction? What is your, what, what do you say? What are the words that come out of your mouth when you hear that uh, from a, a white Wisconsinite? Uh, you can't speak for us, you know. Uh, that would be like me speaking for you, and it and it's and it's deeper, you know. It it it's so much deeper. My wife's uh, school in New York, when she went to school in New York, was called the Redmond, and the logo was a super red face Indian. And we're so diverse, and we're so more than that. And I think 
that's one of those subtle things that really keeps us down. So I, I guess it makes me a little angry and I want to call him on it. You know, yeah. um, that's, that's the way I, I feel. And I feel that our young ones that can't speak up need us older ones to speak up for them. Uh, because I was a high school teacher and I saw what it did to it demoralized a uh, young ones and they, they shut down in schools and, um, you know, there, there's all that deep trauma that we, we speak of that gets heightened when we see things that uh, are like this. Well, and kids are ruthless, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you know, the, the playground stuff, it, it can be really tra traumatic. What do you, what are people hanging on to, Robert? I, I mean, I don't quite get it. We're, I mean, they, these are not monumental issues. I mean, certainly it, it matters. It matters to you. Don't, I'm not saying it that, but it, it, as a, in, the, in the scheme of life, you know, what we call our sports teams are, are, and how we, you know, have mascots, it really it is not that big of an issue, in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong, uh, but why do you think people hang on so hard, Robert? I, I believe it's a mentality of that people want to hold on to the past, and it's, you know, the old make America great again kind of, you know, thinking of a time when things were great and, uh, um, and we we didn't have a voice and you know i think there's a lot of fear involved in it personally that they don't want change and change is hard for everybody robert pilot um the casinos here in the state of wisconsin obviously associated with the differing tribes uh do you think that that has become the tribal identity in some way and we know there's a lot of economic clout that comes with you know a, a well-run casino and there's a lot of casinos making a lot of money in our state um can the tribes use economic clout uh be it through the course of the renegotiations every so often they get to renegotiate the different tribal compacts with the state is it time to exert some financial pressure robert well i think they do and here in minnesota i know they do because we have some really uh rich tribes here in minnesota that uh really have a lot of uh impact uh in a lot of different ways uh with the the politicians here and i think money speaks and if we're going to support this certain person or support this business or uh i think money 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 talks and that's the only reason why the redskins name was changed um people were bailing out after george floyd was murdered here in minneapolis and you know nike stopped and uh it has to be an, an economic kind of uh, punch in the gut for, for people to change, I believe. It's a, a strange connection to make, but let me try. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the tribes now are going to roll out paramutual betting um, mm -hmm. in the, the different casinos around the state of Wisconsin as their compacts come up, uh, meaning sports betting. And right. what we're talking about here really are sports logos, sports uh, monikers, nicknames, if you will, Robert. Uh, would there be any way to utilize, because you know there's some tax money coming back to the state of Wisconsin through this paramutual betting. They extend the betting to the tribes. The betting send a lot more money back to Uncle Bucky Badger in the state of Wisconsin. Could this be something used as a point of leverage, Robert, to your opinion? Uh, I think the point of leverage, what I, what I see is from specifically the politicians. Um, there, you know, it's hard. It's things are here easy now in Minnesota. We have a trifecta. We have a, a democratic, uh, governor, Senate and house. 
And I see things a little more uh, mixed up in Wisconsin, put it nicely. Uh, with <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I love Thanks, Robert. <laughs> no, I, I better watch my words here. But you know, I, I just, you know, I've been uh, hanging with the politicians and I, I feel like Evers gets it. But um, there's certain ones that are, are making law or passing law or blocking laws that don't get it and don't want to hear it. Robert. Robert. I'm sorry. I just want to j- jump in if, if I could. You know, you talked about uh, people being afraid of change, and and I, and I get that. I think I, I I think people should embrace it. Nothing stays the same. I mean, so you know, kind of get over yourself and get out of the bubble. But it seems to me over the last you know 20 years, this this rise of fascism. You know, the, what we've what we've seen happening in this country and what has happened to the 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 GOP, the Republican Party, uh, and and their slide towards it. I just want to get your sense. I know you've been around a little longer than me, Robert. But what's your take on that? Is that part of that scared of the future thing well i think really they've always been there and i remember when the orange guy was voted in and all this crazy stuff was happening right away i saw a baseball cap that was read on uh one of the social medias and it says make racists afraid again and i think they were they were always there just undercover i mean how can 74 million people in this country uh, think the way that they do about certain people. I, 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 it blows my mind. But they've always been there, but now they have a spokesperson um, that makes them feel good the, about, you know, I, I want mine, but they can't have theirs kind of mentality. It's always been there, but it's really been amplified these last six years. Robert, you live in the Twin Cities. You originate your broadcast, uh, AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, right? KTNF, our friends. Uh, Robert, here's what I would say. I don't know if people, because maybe there's not as much indigenous culture that we see here in the state of Wisconsin, but I don't know if people understand demographically in certain parts of the state. Uh, Hayward, we just rolled out our brand new shiny, well, it's it's not new and shiny. It's an AM station (laughs) that we just got back on the air, but it's out there. Uh, 9, 10 a.m. in Hayward, the buzz of the North, WBZH. Sawyer County, where Hayward is located, the indigenous population is almost 20%. Mm. And when I look at some of the um, places here in the state of Wisconsin that are using, let's just say, intolerant nicknames for indigenous people, I would point out many of them are in places where actually we have uh, a pretty high indigenous population. Um, how do you think the kids feel up growing up when the neighborhood school in the next community uh, is is characterizing them? Well, I, I don't think they feel well at all. I, I think it's one of those subtle gray clouds that you walk around and, you know, something's, you know, it's like an alitat. I don't know if you're familiar with the 12 steps program, but their first step is something's wrong. You know, and I think there, I, I feel that from our young ones, that something is not uh, 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 something's amiss and they can't put their finger on it. And that's when you go into trauma. That's when you go into drinking. That's when you go doing drugs and these these things to, to feel better or to feel, quote unquote, normal. And I, it, that's just my sense, Crudy, is is. It's always been there and and it's there and it comes up and, you know, we have in the last few years, we've had like TV shows and things like that, that really amplify uh, who we are in Minnesota here in Minneapolis specifically, we have the largest 
Native American community in the country, in in urban country. What's your plan for tomorrow? Are you a leader or will you follow? Are you a fighter or will you cower? It's our time. Tip the Devil's the Advocates. Cower. Never personal, only politics. And we are back. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Join us on the lines at 844-967-2789. Don, we'll get to the phones in just a minute. Wanted to thank our most recent guest, a friend of ours, Robert Pilot, the host of I'm Awake Native Root Radio out of AM 950 KTNF in Minneapolis. But you can hear it across the media, uh, Civic Media Network. And Dom... Uh, we're giving away some brewer tickets, and I will do so either this hour or next. Can't tell you if you're wet until you, you know, towards the end of the show. But I want to run down a few of these school districts, see if there's a inappropriately named school district in a town or county near you. So little shout outs going around the state. Well, we talked about Baldwin Woodville. They're the Blackhawks. We got the Belmont Braves. Berlin. That's where our Brewer affiliate, WISS, is out of Dom. They're the Indians. I don't like that. Uh, Bigfoot Chiefs, Blackhawk Warriors, Cornell Chiefs, Fort Atkinson Blackhawks, Greenwood Indians, Kowaskam Indians, Lake Holcomb Chieftains, Lancaster Flying Arrows. Now, that in and of itself, I don't take issue with the Flying Arrows unless it's represented (laughs) <laughs> right. What's the logo Visual, look yeah, like? Yeah, what's the flag arrow look like? Uh, the Miss... You got me. I got, what, what is it? Mishikot Indians, Mosinee Indians, wow. Maguanago Indians, yep, Muskego, Osceola Chieftains. That's getting up towards Sawyer County where you've got an 18.6% indigenous population, Dom. Ozaki, we know that. Warriors, Potosi Chieftains. Purdishine Blackhawks, Rib Lake, Redmond. If you got a town named Rib Lake, you know, there's there's an obvious connection to like Trojan Man there, but I go on. That'd be for her pleasure. Uh Riverdale Chieftains, Senecan, uh Seneca Indians. You do the next couple uh, Shyocton Chiefs. Shyocton. I used to go to the River Rail Bar in Shyocton. Uh Stockbridge Indians, Wanakee Warriors, and the Wisconsin Dell Chiefs. I mean, come on, just pick like a strong animal. I mean, you know what? It, it doesn't matter. And the people who you're referencing have an issue with it. So just, you know, be human. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares what your logo is, what your just 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 be nice, you know, have empathy for other people, have respect for other cultures. Okay. I've got, I've, since we haven't taken any callers yet, I've, I've got criteria now for the phone callers. If you want to win some Brewers tickets, you can, you know, air your political grievances or throw out whatever you want as such. But I need like some, some good, some good new team mascot names, you know, something better. We'll start with you, 844-967-2789. I was wondering if uh, the crudy dumbasses, because, you know, I'm sitting here trying to take a phone caller, but I'm using my own computer, and I'm like, why isn't it working? <laughs> oh, because I play for the crudy dumbasses. 844-967-2789. You're the state champion of the crudy dumbasses, crudy. 89, division <laughs> champs, state champs, hell, I'm going to national. Crudy dumbasses, we're representing. 
Uh, Mark from DeForest, Big D-Town. Uh, what was your – what is DeForest? I forget. What are you guys? Oh, geez, it's been uh, Norskis. The Norskis. Mark, it's I understand you're a ticket years. guy, man. You're trying to figure out how to win some tickets. Well, help me with some uh, some some different nicknames, some better nicknames. Give me a an unusual, me a strange and unusual one that I might laugh at that we could replace some of these chieftains or Indians or warriors with. Man, you're putting me on the spot. I, like, I am, I like man. You want some brewery you tickets? You've got to earn <laughs> you them. you got to earn that. I see that. All I can think for you guys is uh, maybe the Madison Smokers, the Madison Token Boys. <laughs> you know, last time I talked to you, you were out in Colorado. When was I? Oh, that, that's been some years. You know, that's yeah, been some years. You know, when I was in Colorado, sadly, the weekend I took my wife to Colorado for her 40th birthday was the weekend that uh, Mary Burke got accused or her campaign got accused of plagiarism. And when Joseph Pecky, who was her comms director, called me and said, we got to get Mary on the show Friday. I said, no go, Joe. I'm in Denver getting Rocky Mountain high. And I've regretted it ever since. I didn't take a vacation from 2014 till about a month ago. It was like (laughs) nine years after that experience. That's been a long time. I'm yeah, sure I, I took I one in there somewhere, like, but the kids were with. Those don't count. Every day in my headphones at work, 4 to 6 o'clock. Mark, where do you – well, better not tell us where you work because the boss might think you're working between 4 <laughs> and 6. Uh, we'll keep you in mind. Make sure you get some information to our boy Ebone if you want to win some Brewers tickets because we got two pair, but one pair we're giving away today. Uh, but our tickets, them, are allocated tickets Saturday night's Brewer game against the St. Louis Cardinals in Milwaukee. 844-967-2789. Tom from L.A., you fly it in for the game, Tom? Hey, Tom. Nope, but I uh, first off, we the people ultimately are the government, and that includes all of us. Um, you said to do something extraordinary for the tickets. Yes. So I'm going to say that my tickets, you can choose, would go to either Gary Dave or CJ? You know, Gary already got uh, tickets on opening day, dude. We we took a similar... Right, well then, CJ or Dave or Lou. <laughs> well, you didn't win any yet. You got no tickets to give, man. You got to earn them first, dude. Yeah, yeah, what are got, you talking I, about? I, I, I got the names. I got I got the names. So we were the, we were the Duran Panthers. But right. I was thinking maybe either the Hyenas, the Wild Boars, the, um, I don't know. Um, Hyenas so, and wild boars, that's best you got, fella? You think you're going to get some tickets no, on that? Right. I'm going for wild animals, Gareth. So yeah, that's, see, that's I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Now, because those are those are names that have not already been used. I mean, there's already lions, there's already tigers, there's already bears. Yeah, well, there's, you know, like the bulldogs, you know, I like that too, Tom. I mean, a lot of names are going to already be out there. That's why they're, they're names, you know, they'd be popular. So you can, okay, that's okay. You can repeat them, man. The, the Hortonville polar bears who go by against those Shyacton chiefs. I like the Panthers. For Duran specifically, you were the Duran Panthers. Well, that's Pepin County. You could be the, the hot peppers or the hot Pepins or something. You well, don't like that? You don't like Panthers, so. no. <laughs> no. No. Man, you are from on. the least populous county in the state of Wisconsin, Tom. 
I know that. And once you left town, it, people in that town. It used to, it used to be the <laughs> Milwaukee of the once, West once until I, you left town. Once I came out in that town, all of a sudden I started a trend. I think because all these people started coming out. Come back with us. A happier, happy hour indeed.